0: Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Retire Simply Podcast. I'm Scott Winstead.
1: And I'm Angela.
0: And we're back this week, not bringing you all things retirement related, because this is our last podcast for 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, My, how the year has flown. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Had a great, great year. 2021 has been filled with uh, blessings and gifts and just all sorts of wonderful things. Um, but we've decided we're taking, um, the last week of the year off to just spend time with family that's coming in town and connect and have a great time. So this will be the last podcast this year, but we will be back, uh, with you better than ever in 2022. Bright and refreshed. And we've got so many exciting things happening at yes, compass retirement next year that we're so excited to be able to, uh, share with you at that point. Um, Real quick, for those of you that participated in our Compass Cares toy drive, um, the last uh, week and a half or so, we just want to send a little shout out to you and thank you again for your participation. You're
1: so amazing!
0: We were able to raise um, over $5,000 altogether for uh, Grace Christmas Cottage here in Grapevine to give less fortunate families uh, the Christmas they deserve. So thank you very much for turning yes. out. We knew that. You would, and um, we are happy to match those donations. But um, just so incredibly grateful for those of you that participated. And if you didn't get a chance to participate, there's going to be a lot more opportunities uh, moving forward through our Compass Cares program for you to do that, um, for you to volunteer and get connected not only with us, but also in the community as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. we'll be bringing you more information in that in 22. But Angela and I thought it would be really fun to just ask each other some questions that hopefully this would spur some uh you know things for you to think about maybe you want to ask your significant other or some family members if you're sitting at the uh christmas table this year and you get kind of that awkward silence and Mm -hmm. um you know nobody knows what to say Uh, These are some pretty good conversation starters um, that that we thought would be fun just to answer. And just so you know, I found these conversation (laughs) starters, and I have not shared them with Angela, so she's going to be answering off the cuff. Um, if you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, you know that Angela does extremely well when she's just off the cuff um, and not prepared. So um, I might just apologize in advance for right. what she says. Who knows? Uh, but it, nonetheless, we're just going to go through about uh, 10 of these and um,
1: you know, you go from there. Too, I'm going to answer
0: them, too. I'm okay. going to answer them, too. Um, so number one, I think this is probably a, a, a fun one to be able to talk about. So when did you find out Santa wasn't real?
1: Oh, wow! I remember I can't remember exactly the age I was, but I think I was like eight or nine, and my parents had a tradition of um putting all of the toys in a black trash bag and some they would like ring the doorbell, and that's how we did it i for those of you who don't know, I'm from Fargo, North Dakota, or the Tundra is where I grew up. So I remember one time, um, I don't know if my dad fell or or what happened, but there was a large commotion outside, so much so that I ran outside and I saw my dad with the black
0: bag. Oh, uh, well, he might have hit the eggnog a little too hard. <laughs> um,
1: How about you, yeah. honey?
0: So I actually found out Santa Claus wasn't real when I was about 10 years old, and I wanted a basketball hoop um, for Christmas that year. And so um, Santa Claus brought the basketball hoop, but unbeknownst to my dad and my grandfather who was there that year, I woke up to loud kind of hammering and clanging and all that. And when I looked out of our second story guest uh, bedroom window that overlooked where the basketball hoop was Mm -hmm. getting put in, there I saw my dad and my grandpa on a ladder, <laughs> digging a hole, and filling it with cement, putting up the basketball hoop. You know, I'm old, so this is before they had those on wheels. And then when I came downstairs, they were like, you better look outside. I think Santa Claus came. And then I didn't have the heart to tell them I heard and saw them uh, putting, it, putting it together. Aww. So it was about 10 years old for me, but nonetheless, a great, great memory um, in terms of that. Number two. What's the best gift you think you ever received?
1: Oh, gosh, that's a challenging one. Um, What I'm going to do is let me just go back to childhood. Mine was I was about 12 years old and I was a little bit of a tomboy when I was a child. Um, I didn't ask for a bunch of dolls or things like that, but I remember, and I'm older than Scott, so this was a long time ago, but I remember I got a remote control car, and it was a blue, and it was a Corvette, and it worked really, really well for like 40 feet, um, and I was so excited to get that
0: thing. Hey, that um, best 40 feet right there,
1: right? <laughs> I know you wouldn't yeah. expect that, but... Yes, a remote control car. That was my very favorite. Yeah, I
0: wouldn't have expected that, but I think that's interesting. Mine would have to be, um, I was uh, in kindergarten and I got a bike Mm. and it was metallic blue. Um, No handbrake. So it was the kind when you did the pedals backwards, it would stop. But I remember waking up and running into the living room and the way the lamp was on and all that, this thing was like glistening, shiny. It looked like it was moving just sitting there and it had a bow on it um and i just thought i was the coolest kid ever with that bike so i would say the the blue metallic blue uh, bike i got um when i was in kindergarten was probably the best gift i ever received um what do you what do you think um is probably one of the most important traditions that you do every year for the holidays
1: Oh, gosh, well, mine is going to obviously be based around food. Um, As a child, I grew up making Christmas candy with my mom. So we would make vanilla caramels, chocolate caramels, fudge, fudge with nuts, divinity, pecans. I could go on and on and on. And I mean, uh, pralines, not pecans. Um, And I did that for many years as you well know even after the kids were born and everything but then i had to stop it because obviously i was gaining so much weight over christmas all the time the one thing that i was not able to give up again this is around food but were my grandma bee's scalp potatoes that is the number one tradition other than of course enjoying family and all of that but that's the one thing that i cannot miss during christmas
0: how about you babe yeah so um we would have we have a lot right of traditions some center around food some don't Mm -hmm. um you know i grew up in an italian family um my mom's full italian so uh for for us on christmas or christmas eve it was always we would eat fish um and have a traditional meal around that and pasta and, and all of those things um but i would say one of the Biggest Christmas traditions um, is when I was like eight years old. I was on a soccer team called the Eagles, and I had this sweatsuit, um, this <laughs> this maroon sweatsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this sweatsuit fit me at the time because I was like eight years old, and I wore that on Christmas Eve. And I woke up the next morning, and I got everything I wanted from Santa, and. I decided right then and there that a tradition would be I had to always wear this Eagle sweatsuit um, on Christmas Eve into uh, Christmas morning so that I kept the tradition going for hopefully getting, you know, everything um, everything I wanted, which is kind of like, you know, if you're watching your favorite sports team and you always sit in the same chair and you wear the same shirt because they win, you know, that sort of thing. But nonetheless, (laughs) um, I kept growing, but the Eagle sweatsuit did not. And... I have a picture and you've seen this picture Mm -hmm. of my,
1: wait, wait, it's actually up in our living room right now.
0: It just so for the holidays, just for the holidays, but it's a picture of me when I was 18 years old, with the sleeves cut off of this sweat top and that the and the sweatpants cut off at the knees and I could barely fit in this thing, but as a joke, I would wear it every Christmas Eve. So that's still a funny tradition uh, <laughs> that I would do. I don't have the sweatsuit any longer, um, but maybe if we get enough folks out there listening, that are requesting a picture of this sweatsuit, I might send it out. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, in terms of that. So that's a big tradition right there. Uh, I think I know the answer to this one, but I, I, I'll ask it anyway. Do you yeah. prefer white lights or colored lights?
1: I like white lights for sure.
0: I like white lights as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a pretty solid white light only kind of guy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, however, our Christmas tree does both because they're LEDs, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Whenever I'm
1: in there, it's on white.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Favorite holiday movie?
1: Oh, I know what yours is. I won't say it. Mine is Home Alone. I love that movie. I've been watching it every Christmas and Thanksgiving, really, for so very many years. Too many to count, but definitely Home Alone. No question for me. Yeah. Honey, tell them yours. Mine's
0: Christmas Vacation. Um, One of the traditions we have is uh, actually the Friday after Thanksgiving, we always watch Christmas Vacation to kind of start to set the mood because, you know, Thanksgiving's kind of that redheaded stepchild. You just kind of skip over between Halloween and Christmas. However, um, I love Christmas Vacation. I grew up watching Christmas Vacation. I'm like probably you listening right now where you can recite every line of Christmas Vacation. You start laughing because you know what's coming before it even shows up. So bar none, Clark Griswold, Christmas Vacation, best holiday movie ever made. And you would have to argue with me um, to change my mind.
1: No, we just watch both at our house. There you go.
0: <laughs> um, so what is your favorite holiday cookie?
1: Oh, super easy for me. Spritz. Okay. So that's something, I, a Scandinavian cookie. A spritz cookie, if you're not familiar with them, is very much like a light and fluffy sugar cookie. Okay. Um, And you push it through a gun Uh, Like a cookie gun. So we would make trees and ornaments and all different shapes. And then my mom would do it when we were little. And then Sabrina, Christian, and I, my brother and sister, uh, we would get to sprinkle all of the colorful sugars all over them. And um, we would always give, oh, we would always give spritz cookies, um, candy that we made, and my mom's famous dill pickles to all of our teachers for gifts every year. You gave
0: your teachers pickles?
1: They loved them. They requested them. Wow. Yeah, my mom would grow her own cucumbers, okay. make her own pickles. Fantastic. But my favorite cookie, definitely the Spritz.
0: Spritz, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I can get down with that, the Spritz.
1: I know you love um, them.
0: <laughs> mine would be an Italian cookie mm-hmm. that is an almond-flavored sesame seed cookie. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, you make these kind of in the shape of, you know, I'd say your thumb to a degree. It's kind of uh, elongated a little bit. But you make it look like a moon. Um, kind of. Yeah, and it's um, just, you know, an almond dough that you then roll the cookie into sesame seeds Mm -hmm. and bake them. And let me tell you something I can eat about 30 of those with one cup of coffee. I was going to say for breakfast. Oh, yeah, they are the most delicious cookie, I think, ever. Um, They're good. And they're great in the morning, they're great with coffee. So that would be my favorite cookie that uh, really only gets made this time of year mm-hmm. uh, in terms of that. And, and then I, I think, okay, go ahead. I,
1: I always know when you've gotten into the cookies because I find <laughs> sesame seeds all over the
0: floor. Well, that's true too. <laughs> and um, then I have to go put the sweatpants on. I need, <laughs> I need something with elastic. Something with elastic. Um, and then let's wrap up here. I think uh, as we just finish up, what would you say you are most grateful for this year?
1: I am most grateful for being so connected to people in my private life, and in my professional life. I think going through COVID and everybody having to deal with that, I have found that I am surrounded by very generous people that truly care about their community and they want to connect with them. And I guess I didn't really know that was so true before. So that is what I'm most grateful for.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, I do. I think that that kind of is... a little bit in line with what i was going to say um you know we've been very blessed this year um to to be able to do things with our family Mm -hmm. um and get back together with them and travel with some of them um in a way that i don't think we quite appreciated prior to covid uh so incredibly grateful for that incredibly grateful for um all the wonderful folks that we get to help um, and plan their retirement and help them uh, hopefully be able to achieve whatever that vision or goal is that they have. And we get to be a very small part of that, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm very, very grateful for that. It's very rewarding for us and for me, um, and I absolutely love it. And so I would say, you know, those would be the two things I'm most grateful for outside of obviously, um, you know, everyone being being healthy. healthy. Um, and and feeling good. So those are just a couple of uh, conversation starters that you could take and use around the table if the conversation is ever at a lull. Or uh, maybe just, you know, fire them off to your spouse and see if they surprise you with something. <laughs> yeah. um, I learned something. I mean, you know, uh, you gave pickles to teachers. Um, your dad might have fallen drinking too much eggnog. I mean, I actually really. <laughs> oh, you a added
1: lot. the eggnog. I think you I learned a eggnog. lot.
0: Um, so, anyway, we just want to say Merry Christmas.
1: Very Merry Christmas.
0: Happy holidays. Happy New Year.
1: We are thinking about you. We are grateful for you.
0: Sending lots of love your way. So much. Um, Hope you and your family get to enjoy this season. And we can't wait to get back together with you in 2022. And uh, have an amazing year moving forward. So we'll talk to you then. Have a great holiday. Happy New Year. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money and just as easily anyone can run out of money. But it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to compassretirement.com. That's compass with two S's, retirement.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to tell a friend. They're probably a lot like you and would enjoy it too.
2: Compass Retirement is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement, Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.